Wake up! Wake up! Wake up, Daddy! Wake up, Mr. West! Mr. West! This is Iris from Seattle. This is Ray from Chicago. And welcome to the Fatherhood Arise podcast. Where we talk about fatherhood stuff, Catholic dad stuff. We celebrate good dads here. Hey, dads, this is for you. Hey, what's up and welcome to the Fatherhood Arise podcast. What's up, everybody? What's up and welcome back. Hey, it's another week where Ray and I are here talking about the intersection of faith and fatherhood from a Catholic perspective. Ray, how you been, man? I'm good, man. I'm good. How are you? I am. So earlier today, (laughs) somebody looked at me and said, are you tired? And you're like, no, I feel great. They just straight up, they just straight, they just straight up said, are you tired? And I didn't know if I was given the tired vibe. I wasn't trying to, but maybe, maybe I had resting tired faced. So I think I'm tired, (laughs) man. I think I'm tired. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's fatherhood. That's fatherhood. And that's what we do out here. So if this is your first time to listen, we're so glad that you're here. Welcome. And if you've been with us, we appreciate you and thanks for listening. If you ever want to send us a topic or uh, have a listener question, mm. then send that at fatherhoodarise at gmail.com. Once again, fatherhoodarise at gmail.com. Uh, Ray, in this first part of the show, we always talk about fatherhood stories, the real life of dads. Real life of dads. I think that's sticking. The real life of dads. Because there, because there's like this movie, right? The real life of pets. Mm, mm-hmm, uh, where that's you, right. Where you can. Is that where it's from? When, when you can hear the inner thoughts, the of, inner thoughts. of the pet, and uh, about their real lives. Yeah. Yeah, and then this section, it's like the real life of dads. What is that mm. inner? What's that inner life of the dad just coming out to play? <laughs> Yes. All right. Even though they're tie red or they're exhaust head, but we're all good, man. Or Bill and Ted. It's an excellent <laughs> adventure, man. Excellent excellent adventure. That, that might stick too. I don't think so. No? Excellent <laughs> adventures of dads? No? Okay, fine. I, I, I like an excellent adventure. But anyways, uh, here, where, what you have formerly called Dadvent, we're here to talk about. And uh, I'm going to kick it off. And I got lots of stories actually because I was like the inner my inner monologue is is hilarious to me. I don't think it's to hilarious you. to anybody else. So you're just cracking up by yourself and you're yeah, like, um, yeah. Um, yeah. I have two stories. Can I just share two quick quick Please, hitters? Yes. Okay. The first one was I was at work and some the people were asking me. Um, well, it was home. It was homecoming week at at the the high school. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Uh, during homecoming week, there's a series of dress up days. And so my colleagues were wanted to put together a like common outfit or like a group dress up. And so they wanted to do Harry Potter, which is which is fine. So I was like, OK, but I, I floated this. You idea. got that covered. You got that yeah, covered, I got right? I got all the yeah. Harry Potter stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So it's all good. Uh, but I floated an idea that you guys, you and some of the other mission workers had done previously, but I was not a part of. <laughs> yes. And you were very much jealous of I that. I was you, super you jelly. Yeah. 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 And I was like, I want, I want to do this. 
what, what do you think of Von Trapp family singers? <laughs> Isn't that an awesome group outfit? That is a great group outfit. And you've done it. Later Hosen, uh, curtain, yes. curtain style. Ma- later Hosen. curtains. That's right. <laughs> yeah. So they were like, oh, that's interesting. And then we got into this conversation about the sound of music and the my coworkers were asking, oh, yeah, so are your kids like like the Von Trapp singers, like very, uh, <laughs> like very nice and follow very the proper. directions. And I was like, orderly. And so my inner monologue, Ray, are you ready to hear this? So in oh my, boy. W- in while, my, while they're asking this question, yeah. you're like, Hmm. My inner monologue was, they are not like the Von Trapp family singers. They're more like Rolf. You remember Rolf? Mm-mm, Rolf was mm-mm. the guy of a certain. He was into Lizel, and he uh, oh, yeah. and he was yes, of a, yes. he was of a certain political persuasion. <laughs> That's and, right. he, okay. and then he called out. He like sold out the Von Trapps. He did. He he he, <laughs> he he blew the whistle, man. He's a whistleblower. Rolf, he's a- on these innocent. On this innocent family And I was like that's what In my mind I was like that's what my family Is they're a bunch of (laughs) Turn you in Turn you in man I didn't didn't want to call them Nazis (laughs) (laughs) I think that That's a bit extreme but That's a bit extreme extreme. Anyways so that was my inner monologue And uh Yeah That's that's, that's your family Tattletellers yeah Oh my gosh Anyways, but so that might be like a negative thing to say, but on a positive note, on a positive, positive. because I do love my family. I love my kids. They're the best. Uh, They crack me up all the time. Uh, They recently uh, upgraded um, their belts in Shaolin Kung Fu. Oh, my gosh. So they're up onto the next level, uh, leveled up on their belt. Is this their first time leveling up? No, it's their second. Nah, go time? with them. Yeah. Yeah. And now they're it now they've upgraded to Shaolin Sword. Oh. So okay. uh when I was a kid, I always wanted a sword. Hmm. And uh my dad and mom wouldn't get me one because Those tyrants. Because, you know, they're good parents and they're <laughs> they're not going to let me injure myself. So as much as I would complain and say and beg and plead and want a sword they would say no way iris that's a bad idea but when my kids got their belt and uh upgraded or whatever graduated into the new weapon of the shaolin sword which they can use at the place at the Mm -hmm. at the um martial arts center they were like dad we need a sword we need swords at home so that we can practice practice." that makes sense Yeah. yeah So oh I bought them swords. <laughs> no question. No, no like, question. Hmm. No hesitation. It's like I I totally wanted the sword for myself, and I've always <laughs> wanted a sword. And then they qualify for swords, so I just straight you up bought it. Them. And yeah. my wife was staring at me. What she was saying? Are you serious? You're just <laughs> like bu- you're just buying these right now. <laughs> Oh my gosh, that's hilarious! Yeah, so now we. You have... said yes, like when they entered into the Shaolin <laughs> class already, right? To any weapons? That's right. Any weapon that they qualify for. You want poison darts? Yeah, sure, <laughs> absolutely. We're getting some poison darts. 
Oh, don't my get, gosh. Don't get the non-poison. Get the poison. Yeah, so now we have these two Shaolin swords in our I, home. Oh, I'm, I'm trying to picture this because I've seen some of those martial arts schools and they have those little flimsy sword. Yeah. Are we talking about those like little flimsy yes. sword? It's oh not my a gosh, flimsy it, sword. It's a flexible sword. It's a flexible sword. It's supposed to be super fast. But then those things hurt. Yes. Like they, oh my goodness. No, they can cut you. They're they're swords. They're they're blades. And you said yes to this. And I just straight up bought it without hesitation. (laughs) And now they're here. They have scabbards. And we made some rules. But uh, (laughs) made some rules about as as if right as if or slicing folks indoors. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyways, it's kind of crazy. I I don't know your skin, man. I'm 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 scared for you guys. I'm a little bit scared. I'm. I may have made a mistake. <laughs> I'm. I might. I might have made a mistake. Can you, you guys need to like start a YouTube channel or something? I'd like to watch your. <laughs> we oh man, that that'd be fun to watch. Yeah. So so just as a, like one more, just a cap on this story. Before they bought the sword, they had they wanted to they were practicing their forms and they didn't own any swords, and so they made makeshift swords out of like random household items. And they used like a big airplane, like toy airplane with a detachable wing, and they took the wing off and were using it as a sword. <laughs> and so one of my kids, I won't say who, but he was practicing the forms, and then he hit his own face with, oh, the, with the, the airplane wing. And I said, dude, if that was a real sword, you'd cut your face you'd off. <laughs> your nose is out. You'd have no face. And then I went and bought him a real sword. So there you go. That's where oh, I'm at. Bravo. That's a good dad right there. I, uh, that is a good dad. <laughs> dude, when I pulled that sword out of the scabbard, it's so rad. Is it? Oh, man. That does sound really cool, though. Oh. Yeah. Yep. It's, <laughs> I don't know what uh, You know, now. okay, my turn. My 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 story, real, real life of dads here. My story is that uh, it's, it's a continuation. Actually, I have two. It's a continuation, a short one and a, and a longer one, of a story that I've been telling you all for the past how many episodes already about my neighbor. We're becoming good Nick. friends. Nick. Yeah, his name is Nick. And, you know, I think the next time I talk to him, I'm going to invite him to listen to this podcast. <laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> why are you laughing? Because he... <laughs> said repeatedly that you had no idea what his name is i know it's true but anyway i was mowing my lawn minding my own business and then i feel this tap on my shoulders and lo and behold it was nick and I'm like oh, hey and so i i turn off the machine and he's like yeah i just want to get your number he has his phone out he's ready to diet he's ready to get my phone number and i'm like i'm kind of caught off guard what do you what do you do when you I was, all right, truth be told, and hey, Nick, if you are listening to this, and when you do listen to this, I was caught off guard. I'm like, uh, should I give you my number? Well, like, I'm, a, I'm a private person, you know? You're afraid but to give out a, your number? It's very personal. It's very personal. Anyway, I did, because his phone was out, and that would be weird if I gave him a fake number. Anyway, Nick is a nice guy. <laughs> He's a nice guy, number. and... And um, yeah, we, we've been texting each other here and there, 
uh, he offered to help me cut a uh, um, cut a dying pine tree in my front lawn, and he said, "Yeah, I'll just uh, text you when I get a, um, some free time." And so we're gonna plan it out sometime this month, hopefully. Anyway, shout out to Nick, my neighbor. Now I have a new friend. You did um, it. I did it. I did. Hey, it. But job it, done. Congratulations. <laughs> you can die now. To 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 that question though, what do you do? Like our to our listeners out there. What do you do when when you kind of don't want to give your number, but then I guess it was proper for me to give my number. I mean, that's my neighbor. That's that's a good thing to have, right? But yeah, what do you what do you do? do you do you, are you one of those that give fake phone numbers to those people that you don't want to really give your phone number to? It's not like it happens often to me or anything, but Anyway, I want to just—I just want to be prepared for the next time someone comes up to me and and surprises me. Hey, what, what's your number, buddy? And I'm like, uh, that happened. You want to follow me on my social media? That happened to Instead. me exactly. Yeah. like what you said. A na- someone knocked on my door and said, "I'm your neighbor. Can I have See? your phone number?" And I had never met that person, and I was like, yeah. "Do I give a fake number?" Yeah, and then if, if it's like a real person if it's like someone that's your, your for real neighbor then you're like oh yeah yeah i was just off one number sorry about that <laughs> you know what <laughs> so i did that's what i was thinking what did you I do gave my i gave my parents number <laughs> <laughs> so i mean it's kind of telling the truth right that's right that's kind you of can, your number you could reach me there if i'm ever with them <laughs> you could reach me at i didn't say it was my number you could possibly <laughs> reach me yeah <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh man. And here here's my here's my real story. That was a quick one. Here's my real story. I've been having this discussion with my wife, my kids. They've been wanting to know more about um our Filipino heritage, our Filipino culture. And my my wife, both of us are Filipino. Uh she was born here, but I was born in the Philippines. But um funny enough she speaks fluent Spanish. And I speak fluent uh, Tagalog and Bisaya. And we wanted to teach our children how to speak both languages in the very beginning. And so we've been having this discussion. Now we have six kids and none of them know how to speak Spanish nor Tagalog or Bisaya. Bisaya is a, a dialect of uh, the Philippines. No, it's not a dialect. It's its own language. It's its own language. Okay, okay. So, yeah, I. That's that's kind of like the conundrum that we're in. Because is it too late? Should we do it now? I mean, they're hungry for it. At least the two older ones are. And, um, uh, yeah, that's. Uh, that's something. That's something to discuss. And that's actually the topic for today that's actually uh, a bit of our topic how do we pass on or should we pass on or is it important for us to pass on our culture our uh, for for me our my filipino heritage my filipino culture to my kids is that something important for us as parents pass on to our to our kids i i ask you that iris what do yeah. you think is it like something that's on the list yes faith check definitely 
how about like language how about uh our, our culture yeah what, that's what's your great, thoughts on that that's a great question ray and actually if you didn't know it's filipino american history month the month of october filipino american history month so happy happy filipino american history month for you happy filipino american history month i, I thought it was like because before it was like february right no was it no that's um african american history month or black history month oh, okay. see, february. see i'm, I'm I'm, you're I'm not off, from I'm here. Off a couple of months. You're not I'm from not here. It's okay. Uh, it's uh, because uh, I don't know the the months. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. So that that's an interesting question, Ray, because yeah. we also have that question. Now, I was born and raised here in America, and my wife was too, and she's only half Filipino. And so, and her family speaks a different language than Tagalog or Bisaya. They speak Gadang, which is in the north, and it's a it's a language of the mountain people of the Gadang. Oh, oh really? Yeah, so uh, they, they have this, like, real, like, very uh, unique language that's different. And um, But I remember myself growing up, and the, uh, she doesn't speak Gadang. Only her dad does. And uh, I remember when I was growing up, my parents made a decision because they're mm-hmm. both immigrants. They're first generation immigrants They They came over to America. And uh, so I'm a second generation and they chose not to teach us the language because they were afraid that we would grow up with accents. And they, they made this clear to both of you and your brother. Yes. So they purposely did not teach us the our language, the the mother tongue. And uh so they they spoke it to each other in the house and they used it as a secret language to talk <laughs> about in my brother and I. <laughs> and I understood when I was in trouble because I recognized all the bad words that they were <laughs> yelling at me. But as far as um, allowing, uh, teaching us the language. My mother told me that she didn't want to teach us because she wanted us to assimilate. She wanted us to be Americans and not necessarily have the baggage of that, um, of the language of the, of the accent. That's interesting. Cause I was the opposite. My, I moved I was born in the Philippines and I moved here. We, we migrated when I was in transitioning into third grade. And I remember it like it was just yesterday where I, my last day of school in, in the Philippines, you know, I gathered my friends and I'm like, Hey, just go ahead and make a list, make a list of the things that I, I can send you guys from, mm-hmm. from, uh, from the, the United States. And they started making a list. I don't know where that list went. Never sent one thing to them. <laughs> I never. I didn't ask for their address, so I don't know what they were expecting. Anyway, my expectation of the U.S. was, um, I don't know if you remember the Mar- Marlboro commercials back then. It was like the Wild West yeah. with like wild horses. That's what I thought the, the U.S. was. As a third grader, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to catch my own horse. I'm going to raise it, and it's going to be a cowboy, right? That's right. That's what I thought. In Newark. In Newark, New Jersey. <laughs> yeah, it was it was a big slap in the face. But my dad uh, said, no, you're you're not allowed to uh, to speak English in this house. 
this is the rule and he said it like from the very beginning from day one mm. and uh you can you can uh you can talk you can speak the 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 english language out there but in here tagalog and bisaya that's it wow yeah so but i i and i hated that because i was with you guys i was with your parents i'm like yeah i want to i want to lose this this accent fast because i was getting made fun of Mm. as you know third graders fourth graders i think that's another discussion for another time but seventh graders are man sure. they're the meanest oh my gosh yeah <laughs> but anyway third graders and fourth graders are very mean so i wanted to shake off that accent fast but it wasn't happening and so i was kind of angry i'm like are you serious i'm trying to practice this uh this accent lose it lose this filipino accent already but no um and and as i got older i did appreciate though i right because i didn't uh, lose a language and yeah i mean I, it still slips out here and there you know my i have a filipino accent uh here and there but uh i'm i'm i appreciate that my dad set that rule now, now but when I, if if you asked me when i was in third fourth fifth sixth seventh grade i'm like gosh are you serious no yeah yeah that I, I kind of wish, no, I don't kind of wish, I do wish that we had an emphasis in that, but I probably would have complained as a kid. You kind of need that, the firm hand of the parent. You need them to say, no, this is going to be the rule and we're going to do it no matter what the kid says, because the parent knows what's good for the kid. Now it's interesting because I don't I don't have an accent, and I don't sound uh, Filipino, um, and and when I'm in the Philippines, it's very hard to to get along because I don't speak the language and I don't have an accent, and then they can kind of spot me. So when I'm just trying to blend in and be like one of the Filipinos and or bargain at bargain at the market. They're like, nah, you can't bargain <laughs> here. Right. You're an American. And, uh, and you, I just you, you to, pay this price. Yeah. You paid like you pay the foreigner price. And I'm like, ah, so here, what I would do is I would say, no, no, I'm a student at Ateneo, <laughs> which is a Jesuit school over there <laughs> in the Philippines. And they say, Oh, okay. I see. That's why you don't speak. Do you speak oh, this way? Man. Yeah. But, Here's the thing, right? In your family, your dad set down the rule, we're going to speak Bisaya in this house. But you have a family now, and you could set any rule you want. And what's your rule? The ideal. <laughs> said that they would speak fluent Bisaya, speak fluent Tagalog, and also Spanish. But that's not happening right now. And I, yeah, you're right. You you make a good point. You know, what, what me and my wife decide is what goes and at least we will try right but here's the thing we tr we tried to speak to them in a different language and we all we get is just like laughter like mom and dad are making up a language they're just say, saying gibberish things and i think as as they're older as i mentioned the two older ones are getting more interested in it and they're like yeah 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 we want to we want to learn we want to know more so I mean, there there's some classes like online classes, virtual classes that uh, I'm interested in maybe signing them up for, but then there's this cheap side of me that I'm like, I can just teach you. That's fine. I can yeah, just make like you just flashcards. Teach them. You just immerse them. Yeah. You know, part part of that too is you you kind of use the, use the language interchangeably. 
I, I, I discovered that I knew more through osmosis or just from being around it because even though we didn't speak it in the house, it was spoken in the house all the time. And so I recalled, oh, there, these are the words. And so I would introduce those to my kids and I, we'd interchange those words uh, regularly here in the house, right? And so part of that is y- you want to pass, pass that on um, and just, if you want to, if you want to speak Spanish, you know, you say buenos dias every morning, you know what I mean? And that just becomes part of it. And then, um, you know, you, you'd use the, you'd use the vocabulary and that's kind of a way that you can, cause it's, everything's contextual in, in terms of passing on culture and faith. So you want to put, put everything that you want to teach them into a context and, uh, in, and then the, you'll be surprised like, Hey, they actually retained a bunch of things that you were just kind of sharing instead of explicitly teaching in a classroom type setting. I don't think the classroom is the best way to teach yeah, yeah, in, yeah. in that thing. It's like, you got to teach in context. That's a good point. It's, it's, uh, I know what you're saying. It's just kind of normalizing it and just speaking it. And just, this is, this is what it is. This is the, these are the words. And so they'll start picking some words up and some phrases. Yeah. yeah. What was interesting as I reflect on it now is, you know, there's a sense of shame in having an accent, right? That I don't know. A lot of people, they say, well, what's like the sexiest accent, right? Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. What's like the most beautiful accent? You say like, good day, Mike. Hey, (laughs) put another shrimp on the bobby. That's uh, that's, uh, Irish, right? Is that that what? Oh, okay. Yeah. And things like that. So like those are like sexy accents, but nobody ever or very few people have ever said Filipino accent sexy. I have. Yeah, I have yet to hear that. No, because, uh, you know, the our, our kind of standard bearer of the of like Philippine accent is Manny Pacquiao, who's, <laughs> who's like recently retired. God bless you. He's going to run for president of the Philippines now. Um eight time belt uh, <laughs> champion, uh, boxing champion. And, uh, and he has a pretty thick accent. He does. You and should use a translator hear... instead. Sometimes, <laughs> maybe most of the time. I love it when he, I love it when he speaks. Um, yeah, but there's, here's the thing though. People who speak with accents, they're multilingual. And we're, going to make fun of somebody who's multilingual. That's incredible. Like, uh, shouldn't we all want to be multilingual? See, okay. So great point. You're trilingual, dude. Yes. Great point. But I, this is our generation, like the like generation we grew up in. I'm not sure if this is our kids generation now. I, I, I wonder, I want to ask them. I, I wonder if, I guess so. I, I guess so they, they would still make fun of accents. But I, I'm not sure now with the with the, the culture that they're surrounded with. I think it's more acceptable. It's more like what you're saying. Like, yeah, we should kind of applaud those people with access because you know that they speak another language, right? And you know how hard it is to learn another language. I mean, that's pretty that's pretty incredible that 
you are trilingual. You could speak and think in different languages and just translate on the fly and do that. And so many people here in, in the United States speak multiple languages and, and often we look down on the way that they speak or if they use improper English, my goodness, the, they're, they're going. Yeah. Leave me alone, Iris. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm sorry. Is what I'm saying. I'm sorry, Ray. I wish, I wish you would speak in an accent here on this podcast. Uh, Let her rip, baby. Anyway. Yeah, man. Yeah. We, we, and we need to be witnesses of that. Right. Uh, we, we need to do Filipino. Well, we need to do Filipino American. Well, uh, and, and, Part of our our culture as as well in in the uh, in the Philippines is is our faith. Absolutely, I think that's one of the treasures of of being a part of this culture. Because you shared like, what's the first thing you kind of pass on to your kids? Do you pass on the faith, or do you pass on the culture and what parts of the culture? And I shared kind of how my my parents did that. But I think in terms of my own parenting, we began in our culture. Hey, we're Filipinos. This is who we are. This is our, our blood runs that way, right? And part of being a Filipino is our heritage of faith. And so I I believe it's really a tapestry that that's woven together where all the strands are intermingled and you can't really see where one ends and the other begins. It's important to have your faith woven into the culture of your family and of your life so that it's not just like this. This is the thing that we do on Sundays. Now this is interwoven into everything that we do. And it's, it's important for us to talk about our heritage, our culture, our Filipino Americanness uh, within our family. Right. So especially as, uh, as you mentioned, happy, uh, uh, Filipino American Month. I I did not know. That's that. unbelievable that you no, did not know. I, I didn't that. know. I, I did not know. Yeah, I'm gonna celebrate tomorrow. I'm gonna get some San Miguel, <laughs> get some uh, roasted That's peanuts. Right. How is that different than any other day of your life? <laughs> that is true. It's a, <laughs> a wonderful Wednesday. You're like watch some Jokoi. <laughs> oh man, yeah, got some Filipino Jokoi. <laughs> The the part part of the yeah, thing that's crazy you, yeah. is Food. whatever yeah like oh you're Filipino lumpia lumpia adobo <laughs> spring, spring like, rolls oh, yeah, come yeah. on man Deep spring roll yeah. well, well, more than more that than but that. also I love some lumpia <laughs> <laughs> adobo yeah of course Ado- yeah man that's a beautiful that's a beautiful meal that's so good <laughs> so yes uh, as we wrap up this uh, episode about being Filipino American about being uh, who we are really being good witnesses to uh, God's beauty God's uh, mercy God's goodness uh, in all of us and and how he calls us to uh, to be that to be the best version of of who we are right so um, if you can lead us into a closing prayer Iris uh, that would be a great gift yeah so recently Ray I was able to write a reflection for uh, the magazine U.S. Catholic. That's right. Yeah. So uh, if you go to uh, uscatholic.com or, sorry, uscatholic.org and um, type in reflection of the day 
or a, a reflection of the week um, or Sunday reflection, you can find my reflection there. And um, I was reflecting on this week's, uh, the Sunday's gospel. And so it's a great privilege to, to write at U.S. Catholic, and so I'm really grateful for them. And in this Sunday's gospel, uh, we see uh, and encounter Jesus walking with his friends, with the disciples. And as they're walking, kind of a, a fight breaks out between James and John, right? James and John, the sons of thunder, the sons of Zebedee. And so Jesus looks over them and he says, hey, what are you guys talking about? What are you guys fighting about? Fighting about? And they said, Jesus, me and my brother, we want to sit at your right hand and your left hand, right? Like at the places of the highest honor. Straight up, man. They yeah. just like went for it. <laughs> yeah. They're like, Jesus, we're your boys. We're in your inner circle. <laughs> And we want to sit at your right hand and your left hand. And uh, so do that. Do that for us, Jesus. And can you imagine what the other guys were feeling at that point? They're like, J- James again? Serious? Are you serious? Yeah, right. And this so, guy. But they're probably also very interested in what Jesus is going to say. Or like, dang it, I should have said that first. Right, yeah, like, no, Jesus, I want to sit here. <laughs> and, and, you know, there's some guy at the back, he's like, I'm just happy to be here. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for the invite. Yeah, thanks for the invite. Thanks for rem- remembering me. Um, he's like, what's your name, Bartholomew? <laughs> anyway, so James and John, they had that fight, and Jesus is like, D- guys, can you drink the cup that I'm going to drink? Can you do that? And they're like, yeah, absolutely. And he's like, yes, you will but you have no idea what you're saying. And then he goes into like kind of the, the, the real clutch um, part of the gospel reading uh, where he says, um, the, whoever wishes to be great among you will be your servant. This is Mark chapter 10, verse 43. It says, um, Jesus summoned them and said to them, you know that those uh, who are recognized as rulers over the Gentiles lord it over them, and their great ones make their authority over them felt. But it shall not be so among you. Rather, whoever wishes to be great among you will be your servant. Whoever wishes to be first among you will be the slave of all. And then here's like just this killer line that Jesus drops where he says, for the son of man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for the many. And in, in that is the sense of, well, what's Jesus about and what's, what's our culture about and what's our faith about? I I would say that our faith and our culture is about service. Now, uh, Ray, I thought, and I reflected on this at uscatholic.org, that, you know, there was a point in my life where I thought, if the more that I serve, the greater I'll become. That somehow this reading means, hey, you know what? If you wish to be great, then you should serve. And so I said, awesome. I'll do more and more and more service. It's just about accumulating service. And the more service I do, the greater I become. And then one day mm, yeah. I'm going to serve so much that I will get to sit at the right hand of Jesus. I will be great. Yeah. One day. One day. By mm. doing more. And that's actually that's as, actually as foolish as what James and John were doing. 
which is saying, hey, we want to be, be at your right hand and your left hand. Because, you know, it, it's not about being more. It's not about doing more or accumulating more. The, the truth is we are already great because we are made in the image and likeness of God. What Jesus is really saying here is if you want to be great, serve, because service is the greatness. That is the, that is the reflection of the greatness. You are so great that you can serve, that you should serve, that your service is the expression of the greatness that already exists within. And so it's not really about doing more. It's really about being who we are, being who we're called to be, right? I love that, yeah. And so that's really our challenge. So I would say, you know, think of, and, and fatherhood's a great example of this. It's not like we want to do more and be martyrs, right? Uh, we're talking right now, but there's a sink full of dishes. And after this conversation, mm-hmm. right, I'm going to walk over there and I'm going to and I'm going to clean those dishes, not because I want to become great by doing it, but it's in, it's in the service that reflects who I am. I'm a father. I'm a husband. I'm a son. And so I serve, right? And you, when you're, when your baby cries tonight and you, you got to, when I cry tonight, yeah, wake up. Yeah. <laughs> when you when you cry tonight, your baby will stroke your face <laughs> and put you back to bed. That's the greatness. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. It's not. It's not about doing more, or it's not even about being more. It's just about being, being who we're called to be, mm. which is the sons and daughters of God. Right. And so even think about that with your kids and your wife in in all your relationships, right? That I don't, it's not a, in the end, it's not about being first or being a slave. It's, it's being in relationship with the father. Hmm. So with that, let's pray in the name of the father and the son and the Holy spirit. Amen. Loving God, we thank you for the great gift of this podcast and this time. We thank you for the great gift of the Filipino American culture. May you bless all of the Filipinos out there in Filipino American History Month. Let us celebrate our culture and our rich faith heritage. And we pray that we might have a spirit of service, not because it makes us great, but because it is a reflection of the greatness that already resides within us. Help us to recognize that in our service to you and to our families and to the world. We pray this all in Jesus' name. Amen. St. Joseph, pray for us. Pray for us in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Wow. Thanks, man. Always enjoy this uh, once a week dates with my friend iris <laughs> yeah and, I, I don't have to do the dishes for this short <laughs> conversation oh, i appreciate you man and thank you for that reflection thank you for the conversation and thank you all for listening thank you all for joining us 
you can actually join us in the conversation through our social media stuff uh, so yeah join us in our social media platforms talk to us give us some ideas give us some input as well and um, also give us some high ratings on the podcast but man yo what you been up to lately man Oh, well, you can check out my latest work at uscatholic.org. Just search Sunday Reflection, and I'm there. And if you're in town and around and you want to come to Adoration, I'll be playing music this Wednesday, and that might become a regular thing or a semi-regular thing on Wednesday nights at St. Vincent DePaul Parish in Federal Way if you'd like to hear me play some music at some adoration time. Spend some time with Jesus. Otherwise, you can see everything else I'm doing at my website called torise.org or on my uh, social media at called torise. How about you, Ray? As I mentioned, do follow us on our social media platform. All the social platforms out there that we have uh, Facebook, Twitter, and of course Instagram at Fatherhood Arise. And do visit us on our website, fatherhoodarise.com. As mentioned already, if you have any listeners' questions, if you have any topics that you want us to discuss, if you have any guests, or if you want to be a guest, do let us know. That'd be awesome. Email us at fatherhoodarise at gmail.com. Again, that's fatherhoodarise at gmail.com. All right. Well, it's been fun. Thank you. I guess I'm, I'm, I'm tired. I'm tired now. <laughs> tired. Yeah, Let man. Go, go do the dishes. That's what I meant. I meant I'm, I'm amped to do the dishes. Let's go. <laughs> All right, man. Peace. All right. Peace. God bless.